we're there live we again. Go. That took a while. Yeah, I only uh, I only went offline like 10, For, 15 minutes ago. I was I <laughs> I showed up at the office oh. and checked my phone and saw that you just went live and was like, what? <laughs> when is Wan Show gonna start? Am I really late? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or is either he I'm on really time? late, or or the Wan Show's gonna be at, starting at like eight. Or no, something. no. So I just, you know, I made. What a, did you even do? I so. Okay. You didn't stream for very long. You know what? Actually, I uh, hey Alex, are you still over there? No. Is is anyone <laughs> over there? Jake. Who? Jake? Hey Jake, can you uh, can you actually grab the network switch from the camera den? <gasps> I've seen this. That's really cool. <laughs> That's gotta be extremely unnecessary. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Oh yeah. It was just for fun. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, did you yeah, possibly yeah, have that yeah. as a okay, So okay. okay, so we were working on one of the coolest projects that we've done in a really, really long time. It looks and beautiful. It went way over time and way over budget. And yeah. basically it cost us our goal this week was seven LTT videos because we're trying to queue up some extra for me to go on vacation. Okay. Um so our goal was seven LTT videos. We ended up with four because we were very busy doing this project <laughs> and um, it was more complicated than we hoped and or expected, but the end result is so cool and the reason that we did it was ultimately, wow, my hair is spectacularly bad today, whatever. The reason <laughs> that we did it is not because oh my God. we had to. <laughs> oh my God. It's not because we had to, but got, rather, uh, uh, I know I'm doing it on purpose. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm concealing it a little bit. Yeah. But because we wanted to get some practice creating um, custom water cooling solutions, because we want to Could ultimately be. water cool a red 8K yeah, camera, yeah, yeah. and we figured let's start on something a little bit smaller. And the purpose of starting on this, a network switch is a single board. I thought you made it so much taller. Uh, yeah. Okay, so a network switch <laughs> is a single board. So it was it was a matter of just working on like one flat surface. So yeah. taking the measurements was quite a bit easier. Yeah. Um, it actually does have a function. Like the reason that we did it this way was because we wanted to quiet it down because okay. it's in the camera den. And oh. this is a 10 gig switch because for all their ingest stations and card wiping stations and all that stuff, Okay. They actually need high-speed networking. I thought this was going into the rack. So when I saw the increased height, I was no. like, what? No, okay. this got pulled from the rack when we got our new Dell 48 port switches. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. So, um, by the way, if anyone from Floatplane is going to come and fix our networking, we know that we don't have a like proper router right now and all that kind of stuff for like our new 10 gig connection. I know AJ's watching. They need to know that we have two Dell 48 port like managed switches, like really nice switches. And we were told that we could probably use those switches for a lot of router functionality. Okay. Um, this is interesting, the water is warm. Ooh, I wonder if we need a beefier fan on here. Oh, Take wow. those tubes. And that's like, it's still warm. This thing kicks off more heat than we probably expected. You know, the funny thing is, we actually swapped uh, this radiator out for, uh, or we swapped a thicker one out for this one thinking that we wouldn't really need that much rad, but uh, we, we might need more radiator. Interesting. It's pretty warm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's toasty. That's fine, we can, we can solve toasty. that. Toasty. 
Um, anyway. Why? Okay, if um, I can interject for a second. Why America? Yeah. Uh, so this was the tubing scraps that we had on hand that happened to be the length that um, those runs were. Okay. So no, there was no, uh, there was no like... America so this router. One, this one's a little hard to see on plan. camera, but yeah, there's a blue, blue one right there. There's also so the radiator's blue too. Yeah. So like, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that wasn't that wasn't okay, okay. intentional. Okay. Um, but yeah. So anyway, if someone from Floatplane is planning to come over, just let them know. Uh, we have I know AJ has wanted to help you with networking stuff yeah. for a long time. And if and I know that um, you know sometimes like uh, VLAN tagging and stuff doesn't necessarily cooperate properly between different vendors. Okay. So we would want us. We would want if we're going to get a new router, we would want a router that will cooperate with our Dell those switches Dell because switches. those we yeah. are, we are sticking with. Okay. They were like a total of eight grand or something like that for the two of them. But like that's fine because we're talking ninety six ports of ten gig networking along <laughs> with six. Uh, excuse me, twelve ports of forty gig networking. Jeez. Like that's more than we could need for quite some time. Um, so we're, we're sticking with that. Anyway, so the purpose of this was to quiet it down because it's in a place where people have to work. And this is like a server rack style switch. Yeah, this, so is not a, this is not a desktop switch. It was quite loud. Um, also, you know, to practice. You know, practice makes perfect. And um, also just because, like, it was fun. Like, I don't, not that I'm aware of, I don't think anybody has ever done this before. Maybe for good reason. Maybe not, because the project overall was a smash success. Like, it was a huge success. So we filtered the intakes. You can actually see that you can't really see through them anymore. Yeah. So I put, um, like, dust filters on all the intakes, and then we're using our fan here as an exhaust. So we're pulling fresh air in through the sides and exhausting it out the top. Cool. Yeah. So all we might have to do is tune the fan RPM a little bit. I was going to say, you might, might be interested you in your pressure what? test. You know what? I bet it's on purpose. So the stock fans are PWM controlled and probably temperature sensing. And we're probably so far below the temperature threshold that it's barely turning the bloody thing. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, when we first fired it up, we were seeing anywhere from a 10 to 25 degree reduction in temperature, wow. depending on yeah. the, the yeah, sensor so location. Just, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? I bet that's it. Boy, it's heavy now. Here, actually, feel this. It's Holy crap. Bit of water in it. That's um, a little bit heavier than you'd expect no, a switch to be. No, I don't. Uh, like, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe. No, no, I don't, sorry. Um, there was a John I fix a kit here, but it's gone. Yeah, it seems to have been moved. Um, anyway, so that, that project pushed That's super us cool. a little bit behind schedule this week. But, like, honestly, you know, those are the kinds of things that are so much fun for us to do that it's just, like, if we can't, if we can't do those kinds of things, then why even why even bother anymore? <laughs> like honestly, honestly, like yeah. it's not like uh, so technotainment. It's, so it's a really funny thing because people often refer to me as a sellout, but yeah, I started out making videos for the money. Yeah, and then over time, it's actually like I had no experience either behind. Most people do these days. I, anyway, <laughs> I, look, I'm not talking about anyone else other than myself. So over time, so I had no experience in front of or behind a camera, no experience video editing, nada. And my boss told me to start a YouTube channel and then paid me to run it. And over time, I've actually 
grown into enjoying the creative aspects of it. So I'm actually on sort of this reverse journey. Yeah. Um, and it's, I just, I always kind of get a kick out of it because like on the one hand, yes, just like I always have been, I am running a business here, of course. But one of the things, I had a really great conversation. I'm not gonna name their names just cause like I don't know sort of how, how they would feel about it's it. Always, it was always a, better to know. It was a one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah. with someone. And um, you know, they basically said that they get asked a lot, why do you still work there? Like, you know, compared to sort of, you know, anything else you could do. You know, you could, like, you could work anywhere. Like, why do you still work there exactly? And they basically said, well, you know, I trust the vision. And the vision might not be as artistic as, you know, I might desire, you know, for myself. But the path that I've seen us follow is build a solid foundation for the business first, which gives you the time and resources and the team and the equipment and the facilities that you need to be an artist. And it's like totally the opposite way that I think most people go about like a film career. It's not a very common, uh, it's, it's not a very common direction in, in modern times, I guess. It's really popular for people to job hop like crazy. Right. Not, not as popular for people to try to grow things. I think I 100% know who you're talking about, and that's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I know, and it, 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 it makes sense. I, there's a certain line, too, right? Like, there's certain things that you don't do. Um, there's certain offers that that Linus shoots down, or Nick shoots down, or Colton shoots down. Most of them don't um, even make it to me anymore. They get shot down before. Yeah, they actually. Like, I'll, <laughs> just why waste their time bringing it to you? I'll, <laughs> I'll overhear something being talked about. And I'm like, no, nah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we know. We're just laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> or like, no, we're not doing that. They're like, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, worry. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. We know. <laughs> yeah. So like, and and I don't know. it's always a it's always a fine line. Yeah. And there's like, I, I think. One thing that I, I respect a fair amount is I think how you've usually taken a stance at it, I'm just shooting in the dark here right now, is if you would hate it as a viewer, yep. you don't do it. I've tried not to do it. There are some things, honestly, that I've done even though I hate them as a viewer. So something that I haven't done because I hate them as a viewer is um, mid-roll ads in the yeah. videos. Yeah. So we do our sponsor spots at the beginning. So we do our hook. Then we do a 10 to 15 second spot, which the clever among you have probably noticed that you can double click in the YouTube window and it will skip that almost perfectly every time. Just saying. Um, <laughs> then we do the bulk of our video and there will be no YouTube TrueView ad baked in. We get a yeah. lot of people criticizing us for, oh, you guys made it 10 minutes and three seconds for the money. Except that if we don't put a mid-roll ad in it, it doesn't do anything. there isn't more money. Yeah. So a lot of people don't actually understand that they just they just know the like make it 10 minutes for more money thing So we're not afraid to make money and mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed to say that this is a business and that I yeah. have mouths to feed I have literally over two dozen mouths to feed now That's that's the way it is, but everything that we do is skippable. Are you getting close to three? With the next hiring wave, yeah, we're gonna be close, including Floatplane. Yeah. Including Floatplane, including the nanny, including my children, 
We are well over three dozen by that point. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, I've been, it's funny. Like I've been, we've talked about this offline. I think, yeah. But like I've been doing a lot of soul searching lately because yep. I never wanted this. No. This was never my intention. You were there. Yeah, we had conversations early on. Like this was not the goal. I didn't want to. I didn't want to turn into like an enterprise. Corporatize, yeah. Um, but like we're we're getting to the point where it's kind of taking on a life of its own right now. Like there are projects that are underway under this roof that I have almost or literally nothing to do with that could fundamentally change the way that we do business. Because as it turns out, if you hire good people, they're gonna have their own ambitions and they're gonna have their own ideas and their own goals. And I'm gonna be looking at it going, well, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what I would have done, but I can't exactly stop you because <laughs> ultimately you have to grow and you have to learn as yeah, both personally and professionally. And if I get in your way, you're gonna leave and you're really good and I'd really like you to stay on my team. So I guess I need to find the best way that I can support this. And um, <laughs> guess we're hiring another bunch of people. <laughs> And like, it's a good thing. Obviously, this is a very first world problem and I'm not complaining. Linus Media Group as a business is doing phenomenally well for those of you concerned for our well-being, you know? Um, I, actually, I actually recently achieved something that's been a goal of mine for quite some time now. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of spilling some of your beans here and I apologize in advance because I'm not going to We just to can't say, we that's can't fine. add details there on the- There will be no details. No, 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 we can't add details on the previous part yet. Uh, the previous part. Uh, what's it off screen? What you type in? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I know. Okay. No, no details about any of them. No. Okay. But the goal that I achieved is back when we were working out of the Langley House. Um, we at our peak there had a team of eight or nine people or something like that. Anyway, so everyone who joined pretty close to the beginning, within the first couple of years, worked out of that house. Mm -hmm. And as of um, like two weeks ago, I have officially achieved a goal that I set for myself when Linus Media Group purchased that, that property um, to run out of. And the, the goal was actually to be there forever, by the way. Yeah. Um, I thought five years in, we'd have five or six people and <laughs> that would that I'd be really happy with that. We'd all make like so did I. We'd all make a living. We'd all make a living wage doing what we loved, and wouldn't that be cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're six years in now, and we're coming close to thirty. <laughs> Anywho, um, so when Linus Media Group bought that property because it needed it, we couldn't keep working out of my garage. Yeah. That was not sustainable for me. It was not sustainable for the staff. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. We should. Never should have done it. We didn't have the money that we. Yeah, had I was to. like, we, yeah. It was not optional. It just sort it of sucked. Had to. Yeah. Um, so I went. Well, Linus Media Group bought a house. So my goal is for everyone who works for Linus Media Group to own a house, or if not a detached home, to be in the real estate market. And everyone has sort of different preferences and different sort of sort of goals. Like um, one of the people who worked out of that house. Um, 
has a detached home, like way in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, at least a couple of them have like really decent sized townhomes, but that are much closer to the city. So it's like sort of, it's everyone's taken a different approach to it. But as of a couple of weeks ago, I achieved that goal. Every single person, with the exception of Nick Van Berkel, who I love dearly, but is no longer my problem, um, <laughs> is now a homeowner. And so I thought that was really cool. That was, um, that was a really big personal goal for me. And so I'm feeling really good about myself. So I'm talking about it on Land Show. Cool. It's been scary. I do, I'm the, la I'm the last, last variable. <laughs> <laughs> and you totally could have done it earlier. Yeah. Uh, I was like, is he ever gonna like? Is he ever gonna <laughs> do this? Like, I'm. There's a yeah. There's a few reasons. I why know. I, I know. There's uh, a lot of reasons, but like. But yeah, no, I know. It was a long time coming for sure. I wish you had done it earlier, because like, Langley Langley Real Estate has been a thing. I bought it at its lowest point. And like a week after I bought it, the market in that area went up by 1.6%. Really? Yeah. Boom. Nice. <laughs> so you're already profitable. Yeah. Nice. And you yeah. haven't have, okay, I'm not going to give any details about sort of what the status is, but yeah, the deal closed like a couple weeks back, I think. Is that right? Uh, like that? I like got the keys. He's thinking. Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. So I've been there for two days, I guess. Oh, you're there? No, well, not oh, really. technically. Yeah. Okay. Except okay. I sort of am because okay. it was an estate sale. Right. So it's 100% livable already. So it's empty. Well, no, it's not empty. There's furnishings <sighs> I mean, there. in terms of people. Oh, yeah. Awkward. Basically, I got the keys two days after it closed because there was no one there. But that also means there was like a couch and right. other stuff. Cool. Beds and chairs and desks and that everything. That got really awkward. Yep. Anyways, moving on. Tech topics. <laughs> yeah. What was our What was our headline topic? Let's do that. Let's try and do. Let's do that first. Uh, yeah. EA uh, Anthem. Yes. Anthem bug breaking PS4. This was posted by Sovek on the forum. Um, I've already kind of talked about this on TechLink, but we've got a little bit more details. Uh, the original article. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Okay. No, we're going to talk about this in a bit. I'm going to derail us again. <laughs> We've actually got a really cool concept in the works uh, for TechLinked. Okay. We're thinking of filling in the Tuesday and Thursday slots with a more detailed, um, like deeper dive into one topic each day. So okay. tell me what you think of tell me what you think of the idea. I kind of pitched a name um, that I liked the name um, R Eight Bits because it's like eight bits and it's also Deeper than two bits, you know? <laughs> so it's deeper than true or false. Yeah. Well, no, I meant like two bits, like here's my two bits. You yeah. Know? Like the, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, eight bit because it's like, haha, it's nerdy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, and then, and then, and then I what think I think most people are going to think it's a reference to graphics. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, it's got, it's, you know how much I love the double entendre, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, but then what I thought was we could actually tie that into the format. So it's something that Riley and James have been workshopping, and I'm not going to take credit for sort of the idea of us expanding the tech-linked lineup or like any of this. And like, mostly this is me kind of trying to figure out like branding and presentation of it and like how to, how to streamline it a little bit. But I thought, what if we sent a requirement for ourselves 
where R8 bits has to take eight different pieces, eight different opinions from a minimum of four different sources. And then we've got our two hosts and we each are in charge of presenting one side of it with then a discussion and a wrap up at the end as sort of like uh, a way to cover deeper topics that are more opinion driven okay. in a fair way. Are you guys going to consider doing topics that you've done earlier that week? I think we would, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially because TechLinked is so timely. Like it's whatever happened that day at like six yeah. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So you um, might not have the whole story because the whole story might not exist yet. Exactly. Yeah. So if something turns out to be um, like uh, some, it has further developments in the in the days that follow, I think it would be a great opportunity to really revisit in greater depth. I don't think it's going to do as many views as a standard TechLinked episode because the great thing about TechLinked is it's it's rapid fire. It's funny, TM. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny, whatever. You guys are I think it's funny too. You guys are welcome to your own opinions. TechLinked is great. I actually love TechLinked. It's yeah. It may be my favorite thing that we do right now, other than certain LTT things. Like the liquid cooled switch. Actually some of the tech wiki stuff we've done recently is pretty good too. Um, Everything's doing really good. John's right. been John's been doing some really cool topics. Like um, I thought the recent ones on why are headphone jacks going away, why removable batteries are never coming back. Just it's it's such a sort of on the surface obvious thing. But then there's other there's other factors at play, and he's done a good job of summarizing it. It's like the acceptance level of grievance. But in general, watching the tech cookie video on why it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> John is just helping everyone move on from these like hurtful moments. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Maybe it's just because like TechLinked is the hot new chick or something, but because it's the newest thing we're yeah. doing. But like, yeah. I I really really like it. Anyway, I don't think. Because it's so rapid fire and it covers such a broad mm. variety of things, people can click on it even if they're not necessarily interested in the headline topic. Mm -hmm. And there's probably going to be something in there for them. Yeah. Whereas this is really going to stick to whatever it is we're talking about. So I don't think it's going to do the same kind of view numbers. But I think it's kind of important for us to just try something different. Have you guys looked into how often you would have two major things per week that you want to dive into? No, but... I suspect we wouldn't ha find any shortage of them because I think the Tuesday, Thursday sessions or the Tuesday, Thursday uploads wouldn't necessarily have to be so timely. Like we could go back and we could look at something that has been developing for a long time, like Article 13. Or even be over for a few months and doing a retrospective on exactly. it. Exactly. Like, hey, what the heck happened with that? Here's the postmortem. Or like what has happened as a result of that in the last six months or whatever. Yeah, and like the thing is with, with WAN Show, cool. with, uh, with the regular TechLinked format, I feel like it's really hard for us to go back and rehash things or it, it feels unnecessary because we're supposed to be more news oriented. Yeah. So Article 13 is a great example of that where that is still very much going on behind the scenes. It yep. is still very much a problem. Um, and it's like and moderately hard to keep track of. That's coming very soon. Yeah. Um, but like we can't just be talking about it every week or we become some of the other tech podcasts that I've watched fail over the years where they're just constantly harping on the same things and people tune out because it's boring. But the thing is that news yeah. isn't always entertaining. I'm sorry. And so yeah. maybe that's what the 8 bits is, is it's the not entertaining. And we're still going to try and be entertaining because we're just funny people. TM. TM. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we'd want it to be a little bit more serious.
Yeah. I, are you married to 8-Bits? No. Should we, like, workshop a name? I mean, with the WAN show somehow? Get them to tweet you or something? Um, yeah, we could, we could Maybe try. you could set up a tweet okay. of, like, try to name the new TechLink segment and get everyone to respond to it. Check, like, Floatplane chat. Yeah. Always, I always trust the Floatplane peeps. They're my yeah. peeps, yo. Yo. Um, okay, I should really actually. Oh, we do haven't a topic. rolled the intro yet. Apparently, Real quick. we that's haven't what, rolled the intro. That's what Floatplane Chat is telling sorry, us. Sorry, Floatplane Chat, we got this. Got you, fam. <laughs> Nine bits. Wow. Nine thousand one bits. Someone said, intro is never going to happen. It's time for sponsor spots now. Yeah? What now? Yeah, what's up? What's up? How about sponsor spots? You're right there. The ones in the intro. Yeah. You just got your intro and your sponsors. Same time. What up now? Heck yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> That's up. Man, I'm obnoxious. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you guys. So good. I hate two-factor. But I also love two-factor because I have like definitely been saved by it on multiple occasions. It's great, but it's really inconvenient. Um, all right. Do you want to be oh. the first external person to see the place, as in going there on your way home? Or do you want to wait until it's set up? You know what? Which one would you prefer? Like, Are you talking about your, your new place, yes. right? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why I decided to drop this now. You know what? I'm totally down to come see it. Okay. But then also, like, am I missing out on the on the big reveal That's what I'm of the housewarming? Yeah, because it's, like, really not set up, and there's just, like, stuff everywhere. Because I've been taking stuff home, like, once a day kind of situation. Are you going to stream from there? Yeah. When? When's your first stream from there? Uh, maybe next week. Definitely not today. Okay. You know what? I would be down to come be on the first stream there. Cool. Because then it'll be a little bit set up, and we should totally play some, like, ridiculously stupid games. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the game Liero? No. Okay. Let's play some Liero. Heck yeah. Okay. I'm super down. We've been playing uh, Broforce, and I've actually been missing Broforce. Broforce, Broforce is, is awesome. so good. We could finish Broforce. I'm also down with that. We, we could totally finish Broforce. Or we could just do both or something. I think we're pretty close on Broforce. I think we are too. So like we could yeah. we could totally do I think both. we're on like the last section yeah. other than playing workshop maps. Yeah. Which who knows if they're Because like play. oh I, are there spoilers in a game like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> um they have oil, liberate them. Uh yeah. They think I, differently uh, than us. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert for Broforce. <laughs> We're past the point where the alien invasion happens. Yeah. So like, that's, I think we're. That's clearly the seventy-five, eighty percent mark. Yeah. If every game ever <laughs> is to is to be. Yeah. Like, uh, is it? Uh, 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 Crisis One has aliens, right? Or is it Crisis Two that has aliens? I can't for I can't remember. I know Crisis Two does. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, does Does Crisis One have aliens? I think so, later on. Did Crisis and Warhead have aliens? There's an actual discussion. Of course, of course there is on GameFAQs. 
I played Warhead on my Dell, blah, blah, blah. Don't remember any mention. Yeah, they had aliens. In Warhead, they show they first show up in the third mission. In Crisis 1, an alien shows up right at the start. You don't find out until later. They actually have a whole mission involving exploring the alien ship. Yeah, okay. It was Crisis 1 I was thinking of. And it's always like you're getting pretty close to the end of the game when they're like, yeah. how do we raise the stakes? <laughs> aliens. <laughs> even, do it. Even Halo's like, uh, the flood. <laughs> There's just like something that gets thrown in. <laughs> Different aliens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. These are uh, grosser looking aliens. Uh. <laughs> um... Right, okay. Are we going to ever do an actual topic? Okay, we'll do one topic we gotta, before the sponsors. We've got to do the one, yeah. We do have to do our sponsors. Okay, so Anthem Bug Bricks PS4. So yeah. some PlayStation 4 players of BioWare's new loot shooter Anthem are finding that they actually aren't enjoying it that much. And the ones that are enjoying it that much, well, some of them are finding that the game occasionally completely powers down their console. So when encountering a crash or game error, it'll just get booted to the main menu or out of the game completely to the PS4 dashboard. But then someone else said, twice now, when trying to match make, my PlayStation 4 has completely turned off. After nice. powering down, the PS4 treats it as an improper shutdown as if the power cord has been pulled. That's bizarre. And then on startup, it goes through a short process of checking the internal database for any issues before turning back off again and then restarting as normal. It doesn't sound like a brick. At least two players, though, have claimed that the game bricked their console, although one was able to turn their machine back on again after starting in safe mode. So by bricking, maybe what we mean is shut down unexpectedly, which, yes, can corrupt Cause data. problems. And can brick a device. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, on Wednesday, BioWare tweeted after thorough review, we have not encountered an instance where Anthem has bricked a PlayStation 4 console. I would hate to be the PR person who had to write that tweet. Yeah. In other great news, we haven't actually killed anything. <laughs> We're not going to address any of the other problems. So it's unclear if the shutdowns are heat-related or caused by something else, and BioWare says they will be publishing an update next week to address the major causes of these problems. Wasn't BioWare, like, the chosen one at some point? Yeah, for a while. Had Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 were all monumentally, fundamentally amazing games that, like, changed gaming forever. And then everything since then has just been garbage. You know, I still have played Drama a Mass Effect game. They're good. They're actually really, should, really good. I should. Uh, they, they feel slightly more console as you go through them. Mass Effect 1 feels like like a definitely feels like a PC Mouse game. Mouse-based inventory system, like that sort of thing. And then Mass Effect 2, you start getting sure. combined controls per button. So like one button does like multiple things and it gets kind of weird. It's still a great game. The first like half hour to an hour of playing it is like, what are these controls? And 3 is kind of the same thing. But they are great games. Okay. Yeah. You know what I've been really enjoying lately? Um, our sponsors. I will tell you which game I've been enjoying <laughs> lately after, but we should really do our sponsors. Yes. Our first sponsor is, oh, is LTX not a sponsor? Oh, no, it's a topic. Uh, well, we'll talk about LTX later. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Our first sponsor is Private Internet Access. Private Internet Access supports a variety of VPN protocols and types of encryption and authentication. They've got apps for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, Linux, and Google Chrome. They can, you can connect up to five devices at the same time. Their speeds are fantastic. As long as you've got the CPU for it, like I've seen, I've seen like 30 megabytes a second, just like crush my 9900k it's actually in a vm so it's only is it two cores or four cores oh, three okay. cores i don't know but it's at like 70 percent usage <laughs> <laughs> like killing it um anyway it's 
PIA, I can't say enough good things about it. Check it out today at lmg.gg slash PIAWEN. We've got that linked right there. And a VPN is good for all kinds of things. It's super affordable, just do it. You want to know something, a weird interesting fact that I just remembered about yeah. PIA? PIA was the first VPN that we used when we were trying to work on and diagnose things with the forum. If you remember- Like way back in the way day. Way the heck back in the day, the first right. VPN I ever had you pay for, for working on forum stuff was PIA. So technically, we've gone way the heck back with them. I also have a confession to make. While we were still working with TunnelBear, <laughs> I had a paid PIA account. Uh, I have a free one now because we're working with them. I did, Actually, do I still pay for it? I don't think so. I did too. Um, <laughs> I did use TunnelBear, and too. actually, I actually have a really hilarious TunnelBear story. Which did yeah. I did I ever tell you about how I saved uh, Intel at PAX? Yes, you did. PAX actually, East, yeah, with TunnelBear. So for some reason, Battle.net black yeah. uh, blacklisted all of Intel's IPs for some reason to log into Battle.net. I love that you call it Battle.net, but carry on. Because that's what it used to be called back in like the Warcraft 2, Starcraft days. It's it Battle.net now. No one Battle.net. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, Battle.net, Battle.net. Um, the, they couldn't log in. None of the streamers or competitors there could log into their Battle.net accounts, Battle.net accounts, whatever, to play Overwatch. So what I did was I, I teamed up with some Intel employees and I got everyone to run around and install TunnelBear on all the computers. And then they would just turn TunnelBear on, log in, turn TunnelBear off, play the game. <laughs> it was great. And it worked, the whole event. They would just turn TunnelBear on and off to log in every time. It was awesome. The thing about TunnelBear was ease of use. Yeah, exactly. I could sell that all day based on the ease of use because yep. like my mom could do it. And it was so, and it's not just, remember, ease of use is more than just how many buttons you have to press. It's like how friendly the buttons look, honestly. It, it does matter. I recommended TunnelBear to certain people, and I recommended PIA to certain people. Yeah. And I used TunnelBear in situations where I just needed something really quick, and just to, for like a couple minutes, and it wasn't even necessarily my computer or whatever, just bleh, get it going, free account, blah, blah, blah. But oh, PIA is now hold on a second. Floatplay in chat is mad. They're like, they literally changed it back to battle.net because what? no one said whatever they renamed it to. So I don't know what you're talking about. What? I don't, I don't know if that sounds right. John says everyone I know calls it battle.net for sure. Battle.net now redirects to just blizzard.com. Yeah, so I don't know you guys. I think you guys are all just a little bit on the OG side here. Um, cool. Oh, Blizzard Battle.net desktop app. Yes, I don't think they ever changed the actual terminology, but what do they call it? Like think, in a keynote. I think they call it Battle.net. Um, also, right. we have another sponsor. Joinhoney.com. Yeah. There's literally no reason not to. Yeah. Why don't you just go to Joinhoney.com now? Because all it does for free is save you money on obscure sites. Like Amazon, Newegg, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, eBay, and more. You might never have heard of any of those websites, but with Honey.com, you can save money on them. <laughs> Basically what it does is it searches for all the best, most up-to-date coupon codes and automatically applies them for you through your browser with an extension. Uh, Colton apparently saved 10 bucks on Amazon two weeks ago. That's been added to my notes. One of my favorite things about it, because I use it too, is like, 
it it will fairly often not help you, but you just click the like, they'll be like, we think we have this many coupons that might work. And you click that and it'll try them. And if it doesn't work, it's like, hey, well, you got the best price you could. It's like, sweet, I didn't have to waste a whole bunch of time doing whatever. I'll just click try it and then go do something else on my computer until it's done, which doesn't take very long. And because Honey gets paid by the websites that they refer people to and help save money for, it's always free for you. So go to joinhoney.com forward slash Linus and start saving today. Super easy. You always know you're saving as much as you can. And it, yeah, it's just super easy. I plan to eat- You don't even have to remember it. Because when yeah. you get to your checkout page, it'll like extend a little thingy. And it's like, do you want to save money? It's like, yeah, sweet. It's your favorite. Yeah, I know. It's my favorite. I, I plan it. to eat this entire pack of maple buffalo bacon. And I plan to start before I even do the talking points. <laughs> Sour jerky. Made with high quality ingredients without nitrates or preservatives with the goal of creating a snack that's full of flavor and spice, but that isn't bad for you. Also, it's handmade. One of their flavors, the Moho Premium Jerky, is the tamest of their lineup for heat, but it's really tasty. It is, it's really uh, Hints of lime, cilantro, garlic, and cumin helps bring out the fantastic beef flavor. And you guys can use offer code LTT to save 10% on all their products at lmg.gg slash savagemoho. You've been enjoying that hot sauce? Uh, yeah. Have you tried the, the spice rub? I haven't. Mm, yeah. I haven't tried the spice rub. I'm actually pretty excited. I haven't tried it yet either. All right. Oh yeah. Did I say that? Right. I did do the thing. Okay. So what else do we have for topics today? Did you did you get it's lmg.gg/savagemoho, and moho is m o j o. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Are we using a different code? Apparently. Oh, are they like specifically featuring this one? I think so. Yeah. You know so what? I'll eat some of this one too then. Use offer code LTT to save ten percent on all their products. If you go to lmg.gg slash savagemoho. So put savagemoho in, even if you plan on getting saved. We've got it linked below if you can't remember that. Yeah. And moho is great. It is definitely one of my favorite ones. My favorite two are moho and moho jalapeno. So I think I kind of have a trend going on. Um, but like, if you want to mix and match, you can still do that. You save 10% on the whole thing. Do you want to talk about this? Not really, actually. Um, I don't even care about the monetization aspect of it. Like we're probably going to lose monetization on the WAN show if we do, but like, who cares, I guess. I also personally don't find it like, I mean, I'm down, I'm down. Okay. I'm not against it, I just don't find it very interesting. So the original source is from the Steam community, actually. Um, it's an announcement. So Steam will not be distributing a game called Rape Day, uh, mounting, following mounting outrage calling on Valve to ban it. So this was, uh, it came about because of a change.org petition. And... Um, Apparently it's a, a visual novel where you control the choices of a sociopath during a zombie apocalypse. According to the developer's website, you can virtually harass... Verbally harass. Verb, yeah. Verbally I mean, harass. it would all be virtual. <laughs> That's a good call. You can verbally harass, kill people, and rape women. Only women. Now, I, I wonder if you can rape men. It, sa it says specifically women, and it's a quote. Okay. So, I guess, I guess no, no dudes. Um... So yeah. as you progress through the story, you can do these things. Yeah, and it's a visual novel, which... Okay. Uh, that's a completely different conversation, but like, is that even a game? Who knows, but whatever. I guess you have choices, but choose your own adventure books. Are those a game? So after a game called Active Shooter debuted on Steam last year, the company posted an explanation of their decision to allow any games 
to be put on the platform as long as they were legal. Yeah. They described a new system of tags and filters to either hide or put speed bumps between users and content they consider too gory, too violent, too sexual, or generally too mature. However, they decided not to distribute Rape Day, saying the move comes after significant fact-finding and discussion. We think Rape Day poses unknown costs and risks and therefore won't be on Steam. We respect developers' desires to express themselves and the purpose of Steam is to help developers find an audience, but this developer has chosen content matter and a way of representing it that makes it very difficult for us to help them do that. Um, so. In an email Wednesday night, the developer of the game acknowledged Steam might not be the best platform for the game. I think I might agree with Steam that my game is not right uh, is not the right fit for a distribution site that is marketed at the general masses and children. My next move is to sell the game on my own site. Maybe that would have been a better move for me from the start. So I guess he gets it, or she. So, um, I don't oh. know if what I'm about to say is unpopular. I don't personally think rape is any worse than murder. Um, in that, okay, I mean, we could argue, you know, levels of inexcusable, I suppose, but they're both well over the threshold of things that you actually can't do. Um, right, so it's, they're both, they're both being. into extreme forbidden. Yes. Um, and so I guess I am sort of wondering what the difference is between a game where you can joyfully kill people versus a game where you can joyfully, I mean, maybe it's the fact that you can kill people so fast. Like if there was a torture game, torture simulator, are we having a similar conversation? There's, oh wow, someone's gonna make it now. There's also lots of games that include torture. Um, whether, it, I mean, it's not necessarily the main focus of the game, but technically in this one, it, it seems like you could go along without ever actually raping anyone. You could verbally harass everyone maybe? Is that an option? Could you know. be just a, a minor jerk in this game? I haven't, and I don't intend to. I'm play not the game, going to so find it's... out, because <laughs> I don't care. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm I hear what you're saying. I'm going to come from the angle of hit me. It's Steam. They can do whatever they want. It's a private company. Private private platform. Yes. Private platform. If they decide they don't want to do it, then they're deciding they don't want to do it. I think a lot of people seem to forget that in a lot of different situations where they are putting where they are saying like, hey, platform, you cannot do this because yeah. of... Because of my whatever amendment rights or whatever. No. It's a private company. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk to them and you're like, you shouldn't do this because me and all my people are going to leave your platform because we want to be able to say or do whatever, that's a different stance. But saying you can't do this because of whatever rights, that's not how that works. Um, Unless what they are doing is illegal, but yes. but they are allowed to not allow certain things on their platform. Absolutely. So I'm completely okay with Steam doing this. Um, if Steam decided to take uh, FTL, one of my favorite games ever, off the platform, I'd be like, "Wow, that's really annoying." Maybe I'll go give my money somewhere else. But I'm not going to be like, "That's some, you go can't. to Humble Bundle or something." Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'll find a different or, way to uh, do it. The Epic's Game Store. So I, I completely defend their ability to not have it on the platform. Um, I also would never have this show up because of the tagging system. So I don't really care because I would never see it. Um, 
so it doesn't necessarily matter to me because no. I'm not going to enable the tag that shows that. So, <sighs> yeah, okay. I guess that's all I really have to say on the subject. I'm not. I can check if the float plane peeps have anything to contribute here. I mean, the thing is that I guess the the distinction Steam is making here is not between the severity of the crime being committed by the character in the game, but rather the cultural climate and yeah. the potential results of they, they, them seeing, being seen as endorsing. For whatever reason, killing for fun and, you know, brutally in video games is just culturally fine. Yeah. Um, Even, like, really, really, really brutal stuff um, is, is culturally fine, but that's because we're more okay with uh, physical violence, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, or at least depictions of physical violence. Um. All right. Well, um, that's a thing that happened. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. In other news, uh, oh shoot, no, there was something else I was going to talk about. Oh man, now I totally forget. This sucks. Before the sponsor spots. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh. Dang it. Uh, oh, oh, L uh, uh, uh. it's not the thing, but LTX. Guys, yeah. guys, if you want tickets for LTX, um, move fast. So this is the blog post from today. Two weeks ago, we opened sales for an event that is happening in July. So it's like, not for a while. Um, since then, we completely sold out of the 250 guided office tours. We completely sold out of the VIP tickets. Actually, that was in about the first minute. We're fine, Peter. Um, we sold all 500 BYOC seats. So I still need, considering Peter's reminding me right now in chat, um, Peter Floatplane. We, <laughs> Floatplane people need computer seat area. Don't worry, we got you. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I just keep reminding every once in a while. Yeah. So the 500 BYOC seats are the ones that are for sale? Yeah, and I'm assuming there's like other um, ones, I'm just... Any yeah. influencers that show up are going to have a oh, seat cool. in case they want to play. That's actually pretty sweet. So if Jay shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm a, a, guys, I'm not doing meet and greet right now. I can actually, I can imagine him saying it exactly like that. 100%. Guys, I'm not doing meet and greet right now. I gotta go play some games. Heck uh, yeah. You don't have a BYOC ticket? I'm sorry. I, I gotta go play video games now. We're still relevant. I could totally picture him just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've sold around 1,800 two-day event passes. That is over half of the tickets that are available for the convention. And we've like barely been selling them. And it's a while until the convention. So you should probably pre-buy your tickets. Also, we haven't yet confirmed any of the other influencers that are coming. That isn't to say that we don't know they're coming. I mean, we haven't come out and said, if you want to meet so-and-so, be there. <laughs> and we have reason to believe there will be tech influencers there other than just me. Yeah. If you don't give two hoots about Linus Sebastian from Linus Tech Tips, I don't know why you're watching this I right do. now. Um, but <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. You know, we're good. Um, but if you do care about other people, there is a chance. We're even bringing in some like sub one million subscriber creators. Just like, come on, come on down, come be here. It's a big party, let's have fun. Um, so yeah. 
Uh, many of you expressed frustration that you weren't able to pick up a BYOC pass in time. We are actually trying to arrange more seating, but to do so, we have to revamp our layout and make sure we still meet our safety requirements. So the fire marshal has some say in terms of how we lay out the venue, yep. uh, but we'll let you know through social media. So make sure you're following LTX Expo on Twitter. Um, and if you're waiting to purchase a ticket, which we would not recommend, over half of the available tickets are already spoken for, Please note that prices will increase by about 20% with each wave of ticket releases. So the dates for the next waves are April 20th and July 1st. Yep. So don't screw around, just get your tickets ordered. So they're at dh.je slash ltx19. We're gonna have that linked below. Someone asked, will you come to DreamHack? Well, which one? What, what are you talking about? Exactly, because DreamHack's gonna be here. Yeah. Are you well, okay. Come? Now, to be clear, this it's is not, not a it's dream not hack. OG. Yeah, it's not dream hack. Yeah. It's a BYOC land powered by DreamHack. Yeah. We're collaborating with DreamHack. Yeah. Um, now, it's possible that if this goes really, really well, DreamHack would be like, this was great. We're going to bring a full fat DreamHack event to Vancouver. Well, they, they like immediately sold all the BYOC tickets. So, might be in your best interest. And it's also possible. Because DreamHack and Linus Media Group each have no way of knowing how much the, the other affected the sales of yeah. these tickets. But what we do know is that together we're fire. Yeah. So there's a chance that we could turn that fire into a fire festival of sorts. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. I knew something was coming because I could tell by your facial expression, but I didn't figure it out. <laughs> and it's possible that even if they brought a full DreamHack event to Vancouver, the, the Vancouver Convention Center has lots more space. There's a good chance that we could just have a full fat LTX, yeah. a full fat DreamHack, and we yeah. could just like continue to collaborate. So Heck yeah. We've been having a lot of fun working with those guys so far, and we're really excited about Super it. Super cool. All right. <laughs> so it's someone in floatplane float chat. chat. Groan. What can possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's gonna be fire, yo. Oh man. Um. Wow. I guess that's oh, like. Oh, this it. was the topic. The game you've been enjoying lately. Mm, right. Floatplane chat figured it out. Thank you very much. Thank you, floatplane chat. Uh, I've been playing Crosscode. Crosscode. Right. Yeah. So you know how I've been telling you that uh, one of the things that I'd love to do as just like a totally stupid. Maybe I would never get there, but you know, I have I have more money than I know what to do with. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all in a in a dumpster, a light it on fire, and hope that something good comes out of it. Well, it would be it would be devving a game. Yeah, this is basically like what I would have wanted to make. <laughs> um, it's it's a really uh, retro styled 2D they have RPG a Steam demo. Apparently, Maybe and apparently they still have a, they have a web demo. <laughs> anyway, it's. It's difficult. It's got a really creative story. Um, I'm not that far into the actual main storyline just because I've been spending so much time just like grinding for XP and doing side missions and like and stuff like that. Um, when a game's really good, that can be awesome. So like whatever. So I don't know how deep the story goes, but it's a really good concept so far. I'm really enjoying it. It's legitimately difficult. Although I think part of the problem might be that I'm playing with a controller, and I just assumed because it's top-down RPG that like controller was the way to go but then even with my trackpad for a second there, I was like oh these keyboard mouse controls actually seem pretty mature and there's like a lot of um, weird bindings on the controller where like if you press this one it does this but if you press this one and this one it does 
another thing. And if you press this one while pointing in a direction, like at exactly the right moment, it does another thing. And I'm like, Ugh. maybe this was a keyboard mouse game, so I'm gonna <laughs> give that a try soon. But now I know all the controls with the controller and I'm getting good with it, so I'm like, ah, forget it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like legitimately quite difficult. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. It doesn't, you can, you can turn it into a modern game because you can change everything from the enemy's attack rate to the amount of damage they do to the amount of damage you do. Yeah, you told me about that, but you're too, you, you're not going to turn anything no. down. It's never going to happen. No, the, no, beating game, like, I almost lectured my son because <laughs> he was playing. What a great lecture. I know, right? He was playing Super Mario 3D World. Is that the one for the Wii U? Does that sound right? I yeah, I, I think right. so. The one with the cat suit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. He was yeah. playing Super Mario 3D World, or has been playing Super Mario 3D World over the last little while. And, um... He, I, I walked in once, and he was in like a white cat suit, just like walking through all the enemies. And he was like, "Yeah, you have to like die a lot of times, and then at the beginning of the level, there's like the white cat suit, and this is like the best way to beat all the levels." And I was like, Ugh. "I'm gonna let you finish, but." <laughs> That is actually not the best way to beat the game because that is not beating the game. That is staring at the game. I mean, you still have to like not fall off platforms and stuff, but it's not exactly hard in that game. It's a really easy game. Yeah. Um, so I was very disappointed in him. And we're going to need to work together. <laughs> Fortunately, he's already better at Smash than me, so there's that. He's actually pretty decent at Smash. He hasn't even played that much. Like, I, I, I had never played the Smash on Brawl. Wii before. Yeah, Brawl. Brawl right? I had yeah. never played that one. Um, and I just with a nunchuck, a nunchuck turned to the side. It's a little wonky. It's actually oddly... Wait, nunchuck turned... You mean classic controller? I thought that was super weird, so I switched to just the nunchuck. You mean the Wii remote? Yeah. You can't play with oh, just the nunchuck. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. The nunchuck's the extra part, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was playing with a Wiimote turned to the side, and that was that was... The whole thing was very weird, but I it was a bit of a struggle fest to try to beat him. And I was like, that's weird, because I'm actually... I'm not great at Smash, but I'm, like, pretty decent. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe he just needs to play against other people, because he's definitely a hyper-competitive kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, definitely. Um, anything new in terms of, like, Floatplane? Uh, P I mean, Peter's in the chat. So oh, yeah. the transcode upload system, mainly the transcode system, that's been under work since basically Peter joined the company, um, other than him fixing the uh, the live chat that everyone's talking on right now, just in case you like the live chat. No, good work, Peter. Yeah. Um, that upload transcode system is in pre-prod right now and is performing quite admirably. We need to We need to be a little bit more aggressive about thrashing it and trying to kill it. Um, but so far it's, it's doing quite well. And the, it's funny cause you, you fix all these problems and you come up with new systems and then you're like, oh yeah, that problem that we've totally known about that didn't really matter is now like super important <laughs> because all the other ones have been solved. But uploads to Floatplane have been kind of slow for a long time. Mm -hmm. And like from certain areas globally, they're really not great. Like maybe don't work. Well, that didn't matter as much when the transcodes barely worked, but now the transcodes are doing great. 
<laughs> we need to try to figure out uh, the upload thing as well. So now that's being worked on. And Peter already has some, some great ideas, and we've already been looking into stuff, which is cool. Mainly Peter and AJ. I said we, but I haven't done a lot of that part, so thanks, guys. People... Oh, yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of Floatplane, actually, I wanted to... Uh... Also, the app is almost ready for uh, open source. It's almost ready. Did we even say on when show we were open sourcing the app yet? I don't know. There you go. We're going to be open sourcing the app. Uh, it's it's coming along. Uh, Jaden's working on that, and it's it's getting very close to being ready for open source developers to jump in and have fun with it. Sick. All right. Um, and I'm trying to think of of what else. There's some the like FAQ support. The search search channel wide search is coming in hot. That shouldn't be too long from now. Um, I'm trying to think of of what else. Yeah, we're actually getting shockingly close. Also, to... there's a ton of like general front end updates and improvements that are happening. We're getting shockingly close to being able to bring other people on, aren't we? Yeah. Speaking of other people that are already on, so Tech Deals. Um, yeah. is doing a giveaway right now. I just posted it in the Floatplane and YouTube chats. He's giving away four RTX 2060s. Ooh. Um, so he's got six videos up in early access on Floatplane. Wants people to go subscribe on him. Subscribe over there, of course. Uh, but yeah, I just posted his tweet, giving all the details uh, in both the Floatplane and the YouTube chat. So I said I would. I said I'd give him a shout out there for that. Oh, he's giving them away just to Floatplane subs. Oh, is he really? Early giving away four RTX 2060 GPUs early access for Floatplane subs. I don't know what he means. I don't know either, so maybe not. Whatever. Full details in his tweet. You guys can figure it out with him. Yeah. But oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, all that's left then is some super chats. Would you guys... Uh, Theoretical Enigma says, Would you guys ever consider taking LMD public? I'd love to invest in the company. It has a bright future in my opinion. It has a really bright future in my opinion too, and that's exactly why I will not be taking any outside investment. Um, a big part of why I believe we've, and this is, I hope, not just my ego, you know, getting, carrying no, me away. I don't think it is. But a big part of why we've been successful is that I have had the luxury of being able to stay 100% true to my, and by my, I mean me and Yvonne, because she is a critical part of everything that happens here, um, staying true to my vision. Um, that we were so close to having, not because I wanted one, but being forced to have an outside stakeholder. And there have been so many times over the last six years that I have been so grateful that we don't. Because there might have been some kind of crazy decision. Like, okay, at the time we made it, the decision to move into this gigantic studio space was nuts. It was gonna put us in debt for a very long time. It was totally unnecessary because we, we were still capable of utilizing the space that we had. But if I, if I hadn't made that decision when I did, we wouldn't have gotten to the point where we could be sustainable in this space because we never would have been able to hire those people and the company never would have grown. And that's something that I don't want to have a stupid like shareholders meeting and explain my rationale. We're doing it this way because it's Linus Media Group and because I believe I know what's best for it. And I mean, there's other things too, like, um, you know, we've, you know what, I don't want to, I actually don't want to give too much detail. The way we run this thing though is, 
I like to run it as close to a family business as we can. And it's gotten more difficult over the years. This is actually something, again, I think I was talking about. because your family's huge, dude. Earlier in the show um, <laughs> about having kind of been doing a lot of soul searching lately. And it's gotten harder because we have so many people here now that it's like it's harder for me to just get to know. I have never met everyone. Riley's brother. Barrett? I have never met him. And he's done a fair bit of contract work for us, actually. I will see him walk past every once in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that dude that I don't know and have never met that works in the same building. What? I know. It's weird, man. Like, there, there's, and, like, Jaden had never met Riley. And then Riley sat next to Jaden, and they met for the first time ever. And working in the same building for a while. Like months. Yeah. And so, because, because I'm in control, and by I, I mean me and Yvonne, whether it's <clears throat> because we want to expand, or whether it's because maybe at some point we might make the decision that we don't want to get any bigger. But whatever it is, we can do that. And we can do that as a team with the kind of transparency that I feel like I've given my staff over the years that way we can make these decisions together and there's no pressure to outside investors to give them a return on their investment because that's not what this business anyway is about for me. Um, there's even there's even smaller stuff, like buying the two reds. Yeah. I don't want to explain that to anyone. No. And there was no business case for it. I mean, honestly, the biggest reason that we did that was because it was like an optics thing. We were a tech channel using outdated tech for our production. And I was like, well, I guess we need to, I guess we need to like, like if we're gonna be on the cutting edge, I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll try and get a bunch of content out of it. Like we'll do videos about workstations that can handle 8K and we'll like, we'll, we'll, we'll experiment with the footage and we'll, we'll do videos about sort of the workflow changes that we have to make. And we'll, like, we'll try and get some content out of it. But ultimately, it was about making sure that if we're supposed to be cutting edge content creators, that we're using cutting edge tools in order to do it. And then the other reason, that was sort of a close runner up, I guess, was that um, Brandon is probably my most expensive employee. <laughs> Not because he necessarily has the highest salary or takes up the most space in the building, but because in order to keep his creative juices flowing, it requires a constant um, outpouring of resources into new gear so that we can continue to try to push boundaries. Not necessarily on every video. We upload plenty of like vlogs that are just shot, shoulder held, that could have just as easily been shot on a Panasonic GH4. but. There's one coming, a review of the Corsair, the new Corsair One on Saturday. That's just, it's just gorgeous. Um, and so there's one stuff thing, that like, we've done that's different. There, there's weird bits to it too. Like one of it is, I didn't understand a lot of stuff before I became a boss of people. One of them was, uh, one of your expenditures as a company is like doing things that your employee wants to do, if that makes sense. And like increasing someone's job satisfaction was part of the expenditure of buying something. Yeah, you wanted that thing and yeah, it made things better, but you also bought it because you're like, Kate, well, I like this person. I want them to stay around. So I'm going to kind of throw them a bone here. And there's also other parts of it where like 
I still love that the intro to my Amethyst PC build is freaking beautiful. Because mm -hmm. whenever I want to show someone, I'm like, look at this incredibly well-filmed, incredibly beautiful intro. That's all you need to see. There you go. And like it, so it, it adds things in other ways as well. And th those, those types of concepts are really not necessarily even difficult to explain, but difficult to uh, show the value to an investor who probably doesn't care. Exactly. So you just don't. And like part of it is because like we're just enthusiasts. We don't need 10 gig networking on every port in the office. But earlier on the stream, I was saying that we blew like seven grand on switches so that we can have that. So if we were to plug literally anything into any port in our office, it's going to be 10 gig, baby. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. even the new internet. I was like, oh, oh, dedicated wavelength is available now? How much <laughs> is that? I could probably squeeze that. Um, we'll figure out what to do with it. Yeah, let's get, <laughs> let's get it scheduled. You know, like, I don't know. We, we, because the thing is, like, we're not, like, we're not really a traditional kind of company. I don't think what we're doing has ever been done before. And I don't mean that there aren't other companies like, uh, I don't know, Mythical, what do they call it? Mythical Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. Like Mythical Entertainment or um, uh, the ones with the trick shots. Um, Dude Perfect. Yeah. Like those are probably perfect examples of other teams that are doing something quite similar. But I mean collectively, the teams that are yeah, doing this. This whole group of. Has never been done before. And so the, the thing is that I think a lot of traditional business people probably wouldn't understand that we have to do things just because they're fun. Because if we don't have fun, you guys aren't going to have fun. And then nobody's having fun, and what's the point? It bleeds through the camera way more than you'd realize. It's pretty crazy. Um, wow, that was a really long answer to that question. I'm very sorry. Uh, Andre Luke Hunyo. That was one of those questions. Hunyo asks, uh, have you ever eaten poutine? Just curious. Yes, I love poutine. But only good poutine. Yes. And a shocking amount of poutine sucks. Yes. Like, it's very basic, okay? The cheese is supposed to be melted. So if the gravy isn't hot, it's not good. How, is that complicated, Colton? Uh, you're talking about uh, poutine? Yeah, poutine. Poutine. Yeah, poutine. Yeah. But then there's also like... Like it's ridiculous. Poutine. poutine can be really bad though, because it, you, some people that are slow eaters, you wait too long to eat that stuff, you're done. Okay, I'm a slow eater, but you can make the fries properly for that. They just have to be a little bit crispier. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get soggy. You leave a lot. Oh, they will, for sure. But you should make crispier fries with it. Yeah, and besides, you can always, like, fork and knife it. You can yes. fork and knife it when it gets, like, yeah, you know, sure. a little soggier. But the, the point is, Blended. if you start out with cheese that is not sufficiently <laughs> melted yeah. because you got lukewarm friggin' gravy on it. Yeah, that's the worst. That's, it's stupid. Yeah. And, like, 80% of the poutine I've ever had has not been sufficiently melted. You yeah. one job. You had one job, Let's melt the cheese. Yeah. Because how do you make cheese and gravy and french fries gross? It's like, that's hard. All you have to, it has to be hot. Food is supposed to be hot, unless it's ice cream, in which case it's supposed <laughs> to be cold. Salad. Look, the thing is, it sounds stupid coming out of my mouth because it's so obvious, but people can't do it. So I have to explain it to them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dealing with the real problems it's, of it's, it's, not like, it's not like I want to explain this to people. I have better things to do. Like, oh my goodness. Like explain other things, like tech stuff. 
<laughs> uh, gamer off topic says, how's the hiring process going? Hope it's not super stressful. I actually haven't been involved in most of it. Like that's one of the behind the scenes thing that Yvonne does. She's been training uh, Ed and Nick and Colton. And I think there's, I think even Tyler's been involved in some of the hiring lately. <laughs> so there's been a lot of it. I'm actually, some, some applications and some positions are getting to me now. So uh, the warehouse assistant position, I have three resumes on my desk to call. And then the writers are going to take me a long time. We're hiring a couple of writers. That's a very, yeah. That's a tough one. I make the wrong call with a writer and like the content sucks. It like that, there's nothing more foundational to our business than like the content idea and the writing. And it's going to take a while to get a writer up to speed and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be hard to tell for quite a while. You can see it in his mm -hmm. eyes. <laughs> Yeah, brutal. Hey, uh, Colton. Hey, John. Oh, is he gone? Uh, John, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about the um, the uh, the the Madrinas thing? Uh, like, how much detail can we give about that? I don't think that much. No. Not much. Not much. Okay. A lot of stuff's kind of. Yeah, we do so much that. like secret stuff now. Yeah. Uh, King CCG says I work in tech for a high-value mortgage company. I'm allowed to go to one event a year. Do you do business packages for your media conference? No, it's not really a media conference. I don't think you're going to justify getting this one comped, man. Um, what would a business package be? I have no idea. I'm sure they have them. Because, like, there's lots of conferences that not just are more business-oriented, but are, like, super expensive to attend. Apparently, IBM Think tickets are, like, hundreds or thousands of dollars or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, do 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 this is cool. <laughs> uh, we have a video coming from IBM Think uh, pretty soon. Peter's speaking at a conference about some of the work he's done on Floatplane. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how big, uh, I didn't look too far into it. He was like, can I do this? I didn't even click on it. I was like, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> awesome. I just think that's really cool. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> I think it's cool that someone's going to go talk about the stuff they've worked on at Floatplane at a conference. And it's, it's about, I believe it's Docker, 40 peeps or so. That's still cool, Peter. It is amazing how high profile Floatplane is. Yeah. Like, people have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, one of the um, like uh, one of the friends of the the main uh, the main guy behind Vessel uh, showed up at a wedding that I was at recently and was like, "Hey, how's Floatplane going?" I was like, "Good." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Uh, Jason says, just switched over from uh, to Floatplane. Will Nerd Floatplane Cafe. have chat cool. on mobile in the app? I mean, I guess it depends. It's going to be an open source app, so... <laughs> if someone makes it. <laughs> uh, cool Show says, uh, Luke, what are you doing to crash Firefox? Also, try survive.io. I don't know what they're talking about. What are you doing for crash Firefox? I'm Duct sure that's... Wallet says, can we please get more camera reviews by Brandon, the new pocket camera? Yes. So our first one of the new pocket camera which isn't that small, by the way. It's hardly pocket. Anyway, um, our first one was broken. So it's taken us a long time to get a fixed one because they are they have no supply because they're black magic. So um, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Someone in chat, sorry, someone in Fullplane chat said, does Fullplane plan to be a tech-oriented platform or do you guys have plan on having multiple different types of creators? Um, we actually have a different type creator that isn't tech person who's extremely interested in joining and will hopefully be on the flat platform in not way too long that I am like extremely excited about and you probably even remember 
within like weeks of making the platform, I was like, it would be really cool if we had this guy on. Yep. Um, but I can't say who. Um, but we don't want to count any chickens before they're exactly. Hatched. Yeah. 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 But we're we're bullish. Yep. It's actually kind of crazy. There's been so many times over the last two and a half years it's almost been. There's been so many times that uh. <laughs> has almost died. Yeah. Like, or almost looked like it's not going to work. And then every time, it kind of doesn't matter because we go and talk to creators and they're interested. Yeah. They're just like, it's like, what do you like about us? Well, you're not Google. And you're not Amazon. You're not any <laughs> of those like, guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's some pretty low-hanging fruit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's how important trust is in, in business. And that's something that I actually didn't necessarily fully understand about this product oh. before we started creating it, was that even though that was in a lot of the write-ups, was like, hey, you can trust us. Um, I didn't necessarily think that people would trust us. But what's kind of cool is that our reputation among the creator community actually seems to be pretty good. Pretty strong. Even though we don't really talk to anybody. Like you were saying, uh, you were at... Um, TwitchCon? TwitchCon. TwitchCon is a wild experience. Like it would be, it would be uh, honestly for you, you'd probably get recognized by a lot more of the fans as well. But at TwitchCon, there is actually much less of a crossover than you would expect of the fans. I think there's a lot of people that are either Twitch people or YouTube people in terms of viewership. Yep. So when I walk around TwitchCon, there's some fans that'll come up to me, but way, way less than somewhere like PAX or a more tech-oriented convention. But what will happen is there'll be like a group of fans around a creator and the creator will like pause things for a second and push through the group of fans to come say hi to me <laughs> because he's seen our content or she's seen our content because they need to build a computer for streaming or whatever else. Apparently, I helped Anne Munition build her first computer. Sweet. And I, so I didn't meet her until obviously years later when we were like on a panel together. Yeah. And she like didn't even tell me. She just like said it. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> I don't think that video ever got released, which is really frustrating. It was only like little snippets that were part of like like a, a, a keynote or something. So unfortunately, it was actually the, a really great conversation. Um, it was me, Savitas, and Munition. Oh shoot, what was his name? Now I feel really, really That bad. already sounds like a wicked panel. Um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was really fun. And uh, the moderator for it was like really good. I forget her name too, unfortunately. I'm so rude sometimes. I'm just so bad with names. I'm bad with um, names too, but that sounds like an awesome panel. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was great. And just like the vast majority of it will never see the light of day, which sucks. <laughs> but um, I, uh, the one interesting one, you, you've known I was, I was a fan of Day9 for Eversies. Mm -hmm. uh, I met him at a TwitchCon like a year or two ago. Have I even told you this story? I don't think so. Um, I, w I, was, I was hanging out met him and he didn't know who I was. I was just with a friend of mine who knows him very well. Right. Um, and he was like, do you want to go hang out with Day9? After I was talking about how much I liked Day9, I was like, what? And then he brought me to go hang out with him. Um, and we're just like sitting around at some at some like hotel lobby thing for a while. It's, it's after the show. Day9 was on stage like all day with Conan O'Brien. He's like tired and just kind of relaxing and everyone's just kind of hanging out. But I start talking to him. Um, and I'm like, I don't want to fangirl for too long, but like, I, I appreciate everything you've done and you like helped me find my voice when I started being a creator and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, that's cool. What's your channel? And I was like, oh, I've been working on Linus Tech Tips. And he's like, you're from Linus Tech Tips? <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, he's like, you guys are huge. I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
Cool. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> that was when I did more like stuff with the channel, but like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're still on my show. It's true. Yay! Yeah. But yeah, that was like that was kind of a wild moment. Oh. Speaking of Still on Wan show, I'm probably going to get in trouble for talking about this. Uh-oh. But we do have a little a little video series that you might have heard of before that <gasps> that we weren't really um sure about doing another season of because it seemed like maybe it had kind of run its course. Um it doesn't get it's not about yeah. the views. Yeah. The community sentiment wasn't great. Really? Yeah. Huh. For the earlier part of the season. Okay, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a little series that you might have heard of called Scrapyard Wars. <laughs> and we are still working on a sponsor for season eight or nine or whatever it's going to be at this point. But I think I have, like Luke and I have a doc of yeah. like ideas for Scrapyard Wars, and I kind of threw it all out. Well, part of the problem was we, yeah. we kind of ran out of, most of the ideas on the dock that were local, we've kind of used. Yes. And traveling for Scrapyard Wars is obscenely expensive. Or we've come up with other problems that interfere yes. with them, like the fact that everyone like recognizes us locally, which is a bit yeah. of a pain in the butt. Yeah. But I came up with a new concept while I was just sitting thinking about something totally unrelated that I think is going to make for the best season yet. So instead of being 1v1 or 2v2, it's actually going to be 3v3. Okay, so the stakes are already higher. Instead of just building a tower, you are now responsible for a tower, monitor, keyboard, mouse, audio solution, desk, and chair. An entire gaming setup. So there's six players, and each individual is responsible for an entire setup. Then, where the teamwork element comes in, at the beginning of the season, we're going to go head to head <laughs> in our land center that we're working on. So with everybody on an even playing field. Good computers. We're gonna go head to head and figure out what the fairest teams would be. Then we're gonna split along those lines and instead of having a benchmark off at the end of the season, we are going to game for the trophy. Now here's the catch. There's always a catch. Each player is only going to get, and I haven't 100% decided on it, but I think it's probably gonna be in the neighborhood of about 500 Canadian dollars. <laughs> for, for everything. And like, okay, you had a really good one with sound. You want sound? You gotta buy it. You want a good keyboard or mouse? You gotta buy it. That could be almost that whole budget for some people. Legitimately. Right? So you will have oh. your team will have to make decisions like <laughs> are we going to have headphones? <laughs> or does like does one person have to listen for everyone and shout out instructions for everyone else? Do we do we do we go for better mice? Or do we go for sound? Do we do, 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 do we spend more on the hardware so we have a good frame rate, but are we literally running on ball mice? <laughs> do we pool resources and try to have one player one carry really wicked setup. and everyone else's meat shield? <laughs> 
I think it's gonna be hilarious. So I'm really excited. So it's oh. gonna come down to which team can perform best on the battlefield so we don't run into another situation where a 0.1 FPS difference ultimately results in the trophy being handed out to the wrong person. Wow. Wow! <laughs> Shots freaking fired. Oh, man. So, I'm really excited. The one rule in terms of teams, and I don't know who's going to be involved yet as talents, but the one rule in terms of teams is that Luke and I will definitely not be on the same team because each team is going to need an experienced Scrapyard Warser. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to cost us an absolute fortune to do because... Not only is the shooting going to be more complicated, like previously we've had the rule that the team has <laughs> to stay together um, so that their shooter can capture everything. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do that. You have to build three setups. So we're going to need somewhere between four and six shooters. So that's going to be expensive. I have some ideas for that. Okay, I will. That might will, actually save you a ton of money. We will brainstorm those. Okay. Also, the edit is going to be much more complicated because you're going to have all these storylines. Oh, yeah and all these video sources, like this is going to cost a fortune for us to do. But I got, and so I had kind of given up because in order for us to keep raising the stakes, I mean, that's why TV shows get canceled because all of a sudden you've got all these additional actors for all the new characters you've introduced over the years. You've got all these new sets and locations that it just it becomes unsustainable and everyone yeah. wants a raise every season. Like it's like, okay, and you have well, to, everything has to get crazier every time. That's right. The big bad has to be bigger and badder. Every you you jump the shark, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, forget it, we're done, right? So we don't want to jump the shark. But this was an idea that I went, no, this is good enough that it's different and it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting and the showdown at the end. Like, I want it to be best two out of three and a best two out of three of those. So three games oh. with each game being a best two out of three tourney. And it could be like, oh, we couldn't live stream it, unfortunately, because then we'd give it away two months before the season actually starts airing. But anyway, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll you could live stream like everything except for the finals. And we could capture the entire thing. Actually, and we could just have that as like a float plane exclusive if you yeah. guys want to watch the entire tournament. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's only going to be able to be highlights. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but anyway, the, that that final showdown because there could be like back and forth, like maybe in FPS the people who spent more on their mouse and their tower have an advantage, but maybe in a MOBA game where it's not quite as as sensitive, maybe there's an advantage to the people with, you know. Uh, Bigger monitor. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's also going to have to be a little bit of like... Maybe FPS isn't quite so important. You know, like... Yeah. Hard yeah. to say. There's going to be a little bit of like trust and sportsmanship as well. But I of think... Of course. I think everyone will be cool. Like, uh, we're going to have to balance the teams a little bit based on like how good people are at different games. Yes. And like, I don't think anyone here is going to throw... No. Like, it, but, you got to be like, honorable. I, and I, I'm saying that now because I know there's going to be comments about that if it ever comes up, but I genuinely don't think anyone that would partake in this competition would no. throw or do anything ridiculous like no. that. No sandbagging. Yeah. Uh, we have been live for almost an hour and a half. We should probably go home. Okay. It's like 6.40 almost, <laughs> okay. or 6.35. Uh, okay, uh, so sorry by guys, guy, sorry by his guy. Uh, <laughs> next week, same bad time, same bad channel. See ya. <laughs>
Bye, Peter. Other sponsor. Other sponsor. Sponsor gone. Stream over. Peter's telling everyone to spam in flow plane chat. Go, go, go! Oh, what? Why? He wants to see if it's gonna crash. Okay. <laughs>